Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Pre-millennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Ruciello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey there, folks. This is Joe Ruciello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast and our Thursday night Bible study. Now tonight, folks, we are coming to you live from the Asylum Studios here in Eagle Pass, Texas. And uh, I am hoping that uh, you guys are hearing me loud and clear. We had a little audio problem to start the show off, but we got it corrected. And uh, we're underway here right now. Now, folks, last Thursday, we finished Revelation chapter 4. And man, did we learn much from that wonderful chapter. We spent over two hours on just one verse when we opened up the study of chapter 4 on Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. And then we closed out the chapter last week, and it was packed with a lot of really powerful and uh, important information. We learned about the rapture. We learned about the throne of God. There was so much in those chapters. I mean, we could have spent weeks sitting in there just in that chapter alone. So it's a real blessing for us, and I hope you got a blessing out of it too. Now, I hope you're ready for tonight's Bible study, because tonight we're heading into chapter 5 of the book of Revelation. But before we get into the Bible study tonight, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And head over to our contact section. And why don't you send us off a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. Now, if you don't like to use the web form on the website, that's fine. You could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, folks, also, while you're on the website, would you please look for that support this podcast button? And when you find it, would you please consider supporting us 
with a small monthly contribution. You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, I know the economy is hard for everybody right now, and you might not be able to commit yourself to a monthly recurring contribution, and that's fine. I totally understand that. But perhaps you can make a one-time contribution, and if you can do that, you can do it by clicking on the Waygiver button, or you can now scan the Cash App QR code, which is on our website as well. So, folks, I want you to pray about it, and if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to be an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be very thankful for it. Now, first and foremost, before we get into anything else, I always want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, first of all, for saving me, for opening up my ears, opening up my eyes to the truth of the gospel, to understand that I, am a, I was a sinner on my way to an eternity in a burning hell. But he saved me. He shed his precious blood on the cross of Calvary for my sins, for your sins, and for the sins of the world. But all you need to do is accept that gift. And 23 years ago, I accepted that gift. And it's been a tremendous, tremendous experience in my life seeing how the Lord has worked. Yeah, we've had our ups and downs. We have our trials and tribulations. We have things that we go through. We have our failings. But the one thing that you can always be secure in is that when you've given yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ, when you've accepted that gift of salvation, you are eternally secure. And there is nothing that can happen to you that would separate you from the love of God in Jesus Christ. And that's Bible, folks. That's Bible. I also want to say thank you to the Lord for allowing me the opportunity to have this ministry. This is a tremendous uh, experience and a tremendous ministry that the Lord has given us, and I am so very, very thankful for it. Uh, Any way that you can serve the Lord, you should be thankful for. And I am tremendously thankful for the gift that he's given me to be able to open up the Word of God twice a week in a live broadcast and uh, you know, pool all of our ignorance here together to, and, and learn something from the Word of God. It's a tremendous blessing, and I am so very thankful for it. I also want to say thank you to all of you uh, who support us prayerfully. Thank you so much for your prayers. Your prayers do mean a lot to me. They are a great encouragement. They are a great blessing to me. Thank you for praying for this ministry. Thank you for praying for my family. Thank you for praying for me. Please continue to do so because, you know, doing things like this, you are under a constant spiritual attack. And uh, from the you know from the moment you become a Christian, from the moment you're born again, from the moment you become saved, you get a target put on your back. And it helps so much to know that there are people out there praying for you. And thank you so much for that. I also want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. God bless you for your support. Thank you for it because uh, it's we wouldn't be able to do a lot of the stuff that we do without your financial support. So thank you very, very much for it. And, of course, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners, those of you who tune in faithfully to pretty much everything that we put out. God bless you for that. Thank you so much for it. Your plays, your downloads, uh, your listens, however you want to term it, uh, 
has kept us in the number one position on the Good Pods charts in four categories. So uh, thank you for that, because that also, uh, when people look for a good podcast to listen to, I, I know for myself, I've always looked at the charts. I've always looked at the podcast lists. And, uh, you know, we're on those lists. And that's important because the gospel message that we're putting out is the true gospel. It's the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. And we do the very best that we can to present it in a very easy-to-understand way and uh, to make it accessible to everyone. And it's, a, it, it's, it's just amazing, amazing how the Lord has used us. Something to be very thankful for. So thank you so very much for listening. And, uh, you know, folks, wherever you're listening, though, please, whatever platform you're on, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, folks, how about some announcements? I just want to remind you guys that uh, we have our Sermon Sunday broadcast coming up this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a great time we have in in fellowship with the Lord, and uh, we always try our very best to bring you a message that you could apply to your everyday life. So don't forget to tune in live on Spreaker or on our website, com. We have a player on our website. You can listen right there every Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, uh, next Thursday night, our next Thursday night Bible study, we're going to have to uh, push that from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, that's because there's a, an, an engagement that I have to be in for my job, and uh, I won't be getting out of work until probably close to 8 o'clock. So, uh, so we, we pushed it to 9 o'clock for next Thursday. That would be March 30th. All right, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you pay us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is visit the church's Facebook page. Just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you get over there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast as well. And uh, just a quick thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church for allowing us to uh, post our show on the church's Facebook page. It's been a real blessing to be able to do that, and uh, we do appreciate it. Folks, if you are interested in prepping, I'd like to introduce you to the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast housing nearly a dozen talented podcast and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. 
The Contra Radio Network releases 15 to 20 shows per week, depending on current events, and no issues are off-limits to any of these patriots. You want a breakdown of current events? Got it. You want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency? Got it. Want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Hey, got that too, but it's not me. You want to hear about politics, Bible studies, sports, camping, firearms, and more? The Contra Radio Network has it all covered in spades. You can find them at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. And also on all of your major podcasting platforms. Folks, don't forget to head over to our website, SortOfTheSpiritPodcast.com, and look for the Programming Announcements subscription box, which is on our homepage. And all of that is is a mailing list that we have set up so that if there's any changes to our programming, like uh, the, the coming Thursday night change, we'll be sending out an email to everyone on the list so that they're aware of it. Uh, and uh, it's a good way to stay informed. We're not going to sell your information to anyone. You're not going to get spammed. You're not going to get anything that you didn't ask for. All you're going to be getting are those programming announcement changes, uh, if there are even any, and uh, which are very far and few between. And uh, all of your information is safe and secure with me. So uh, head over to our website, look for the programming announcement subscription box, and get on the list. And also, while you're on our website, don't forget to visit the Sword Swag section. And when you get over there, you're going to find these really great Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs, which I'm holding right here in my hand. And, of course, our tradition is I have to slurp it. Mm. Today, we are drinking iced coffee because it's hot. It is hot, 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 hot. So the iced coffee is a nice change. Uh, so you can get that. Just uh, head over to the website there, the Sword Swag section, and uh, you can take a look at it. Click on the info button. Send us all your contact information, and I will send you the link to where you can make your contribution for the mug. Also, we have our Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts, and you can get that and either a men's cut or a women's cut. It's a really nice black T-shirt with the Sword of the Spirit podcast logo on the on the left breast, and. Uh, you can get that as well for a contribution. Just head over to Sword Swag, and you'll find it right there as well. All right, coming up Thursday, March 30th at 5.30 p.m., why don't you come on out and join the folks at Maverick Nursing and Rehabilitation for their annual spring festival. They will be having egg hunts, music, cakewalk, games, food, and more. For more information, please call 830-757-8566. That's 830-757-8566 for information for, on the Spring Festival at Maverick Nursing and Rehab, 3106 Bob Rogers Drive, Eagle Pass, Texas. All right, that'll just about round up our announcements. We're going to take our first break here, and when we come back, we'll get into our prayer list. We did have some changes to it, so we're going to kind of go through it a little bit. And uh, don't forget, folks, to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. 
There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we are going to get into our prayer list in just a moment here. As Let me just pull it up, and here we go. Now, first and foremost, we always pray for those that are in need of salvation. And uh, on our prayer list for salvation requests today, we are uh, still praying for my mom, Diane, uh, my sister, Laura, David, up, up in New York City. We're praying for all the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're praying for Jackie. We're praying for uh, a young man's mother, uh, a young man in our church, Manuel. Uh, don't have his mom's name, but the Lord knows who she is. And uh, Sharon, we're praying for, for salvation as well. Uh, I tell you guys every week, and I'm not going to stop telling you, that salvation is the single most important decision that you're ever going to make in your life. Uh, that's because it has eternal consequences. Uh, there's uh, two destinations for you. When you close your eyes here, as, as uh, Shakespeare said, when you shuffle off the mortal coil, I'm not making light of it, there's only two places. It's heaven or hell. The only way you're going to get to heaven is through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and accepting that gift. You cannot work your way to heaven. You cannot earn your way to heaven. The only way you get to heaven is by putting your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's something that uh, it, it takes just a minute. Just a minute. And it baffles me why some people just can't do it. Like we talked about on Sunday, we talked about the wages of sin. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The Bible says, For whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you a whosoever? I think you are. It's not some special class of people, like some theologians will tell you. Whosoever, in, in the original Greek, means whosoever. I was a whosoever. You're a whosoever. So why don't you call upon the name of the Lord? The Bible says it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his mercy he saved us. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You cannot work or earn your way to salvation. You know, being a good moral person will not get you into heaven. Did you know that there's murderers in heaven? Yeah, murderers. David, King David, Moses, they're in heaven. 
They killed people. There were adulterers in heaven. David again. And many others. So being a moral good person doesn't necessarily get you into heaven. Yeah, it's good to be moral. It's good to do good. Absolutely, it's good to do good works. It's great. But you're not going to earn your place in heaven by it. Your church membership will not get you into heaven. You know, taking sacraments will not get you into heaven. Giving money, giving, you know, feeding the poor will not get you into heaven. Yeah, it's good to do, absolutely. But according to the Bible, to God, all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Filthy rags. But you can be saved today. You can be born again today. The new birth is an amazing thing. It's an amazing gift. And it's just waiting there for you to take it. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. All you have to do is just acknowledge that you're a sinner on your way to hell. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to, to save you, to wash you clean, to cleanse you with his precious blood, and he'll save you. Our Heavenly Father, we want to pray for those that are on our salvation prayer list today, Lord. We want to pray for my mom, Diane. Lord, it's so important today for my mom to get saved. As we're going to hear in just a little bit, my, my mom is, is not well, and she's, she's currently in a rehabilitation center up in, uh, up in New York, and uh, Lord, she needs to get saved. And I pray, Father, that you would save her today. I pray that if she's listening right now, that she would just bow her head and just ask the Lord to save her. I'm going to pray for my sister, Laura. My sister, Laura, Father, you know is that she's a good woman. She's, she's a good daughter. She takes care of, her, of our mom. She does wonderful things, stretches herself very thin. But she's lost. And she's on her way to hell. But Father, I pray that you save her. Father, we pray for David. David is someone that I've witnessed to many times over the 23 years that I've been saved. And Lord, uh, each time I witness to him, the harder he hardens his heart. But Lord, you can break that. You can chisel away at it, Lord. You can save him. And I pray that you do. For the unsaved members of the Baldino family, Lord, I know that they get the gospel. I know that they hear it. I know that they know it. Because I know their family. So, Lord, I pray for them. I pray for Jackie as well. Lord, I pray that you would just open up the opportunity for someone to present the gospel to her. And that she would get saved. For Manuel's mother. Manuel's a new Christian. He's a baby Christian, but... He has a heart for you, Lord, and I pray that you would use him in, in, a, in a way that uh, would draw his mom to salvation. And then Sharon, Lord, we're praying for Sharon as well. 
Sharon's heard the gospel. I know the people that have talked to her. So, Lord, we lift them up to you today. We ask you, Father God, that you would just, uh, just open up any window of opportunity for them to get saved, to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to move on down to our uh, sick list. All right, so we had some additions to the uh, sick list today, so we're going to go through it just really quickly. All right, we're praying for Danny. Danny's a six-year-old little boy who uh, was involved in an accident, and as a result of the accident, may have to have his arm amputated. So so we want to pray for Danny today, and we want to lift him up to the Lord and just ask the Lord to bring bring him and his family some comfort and give them grace. We're also praying for Mario Martinez, who is uh, in the hospital with a heart condition, and he's there with his family right now, and we lift him up to you. Lord, we ask you to just to, uh, just to minister to his family, give them strength as they uh, deal with the issues that are there before them. We pray, Lord, that you would touch Mario's heart, you would touch his life. Lord, that if he's not saved and doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that he would be saved. And uh, Father, we just pray that you would bring healing. And uh, again, Lord, we ask for comfort and grace uh, for the family as well as they care for him. Lord, we want to pray for uh, John and Valerie Craig today who were in a vehicle accident uh, and have some injuries that they're recovering from. Lord, Nicole has asked for prayer for her grandmother uh, who has a kidney disease and is in the hospital. Lord, we just lift up her grandmother uh, to you, Father God. We just pray that you would just touch her and you would bring healing and comfort uh, as well, Lord, that you would minister to her uh, and use Nicole uh, as your ministering agent while she's with her grandmother. Father, uh, we want to pray for Tom, uh, who is recovering from surgery. We pray, Lord, that you would bring healing, and, uh, Lord, that he wouldn't be laid up for too long. We're praying for Pastor Martin. Uh, Pastor Martin uh, has a number of health issues, including heart condition, uh, uh, poor vision. And, uh, Lord, we just lift him up to you. We ask you to bless him. And, oh, Lord, Lord, please also just, uh, just hedge him and protect him at his age going out once a week with all of his health conditions to, uh, to street preach and to give out gospel tracts and to read his Bible 10 chapters every day uh, through a magnifying lens. Father, we just pray that you would bless him and just uh, hold him close, Lord, and bring comfort. Father, we pray for uh, Hezekiah, who's going for a biopsy this week. Lord, we're praying for Mary Perez, who is uh, fighting cancer. We pray, Lord, that you would touch her and bring healing. Lord, we're praying for my mom, uh, who is in rehab uh, right now and uh, was diagnosed today with COVID, which, of course, Lord, you know, you know, with the other health conditions that uh, my mom is recovering from uh, is, is very dangerous, Lord. And we just pray that you would just touch her. You would bring healing to her body. Lord, that you wouldn't let this uh, this uh, this disease uh, have any victory over her. And Lord, we pray that you would use this time right now to, to see her get saved. We're praying for my sister, Laura, with a slip disc in her back. We're praying for uh, Bernice today, Lord, and her husband, Adam. They're on their way out to, a, to a, an appointment. She's going to be getting uh, a blood transfusion, Father. And we pray that uh, it would be successful. Lord, we pray that as uh, she continues to fight this cancer that she's been dealing with for so long that that uh, you would bring healing and you would touch her body as well. We pray for her, her mom as well, uh, also dealing with some serious health conditions as well. Father, we pray for Janae, who has a heart condition. And Lord, we just pray that you would bring comfort and peace to her heart and to her mind as, as she deals with this condition that she has. 
Father, we pray for Furman, who is in the hospital, and Lord, he's dealing with cancer, and Lord, we pray that you would just uh, bring healing to his body. Lord, you would bring him comfort, and uh, we understand, Father, that it's an advanced cancer, and it's spreading throughout his body, but Lord, we just trust you that... uh, he, had, he has recently come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior, and Father, we pray that you would allow him to live to see the rapture. So, Father, we just continue to pray for him. Father, we pray for Sharon Baldino, who is uh, dealing with cancer as well. And Lord, we just, lift, we just lift her up to you. We ask you to touch her body. Father, we pray for Martin Mata, who is uh, fighting cancer as well, lymphoma specifically. Lord, we ask you would just touch him, and Lord, you would bring healing and, and grace, and uh, Lord, that you would just uh, we also bless his family. And Lord, we're also praying for Daniel Villarreal, who was uh, diagnosed uh, a, few, a couple of weeks ago with leukemia, and we just lift him up to you. Lord, we ask you to touch his body and bring healing. Father, we thank you that you are the God of uh, answered prayer. We, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great physician. And Lord, we commit all of those on our sick list to you today. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, moving on down our list, we're praying for Jude, my brother-in-law, uh, for his uh, contracting business up in New York and for his uh, travel mercies uh, as he is traveling overseas right now. Uh, we're praying for uh, uh, Brother Federico Salinas, Lord, we ask you just to bless him and just touch him, Lord, as he is uh, starting a new chapter in his his life and career. And Father, we just lift him up to you. We ask you to continue to bless the work of his hands and uh, and the ministry that he has. Uh, Lord, we pray for Angel and her pregnancy. Lord, we pray that uh, that uh, as she draws closer to her delivery, Father, we pray that uh, it would go well. We pray for her husband Alex and his job situation. We pray for Isabella and Jessica for their walk with the Lord. Uh, we pray for Alex Herrera for his walk with the Lord, and we ask you, Lord, just to uh, put a hedge of protection around him as he's uh, heading back to work and uh, uh, taking care of his dad. And we pray, Lord, that you would just bless him for it and you would just uh, meet every need that he has, Father God, and we'll thank you for that. We also pray for uh, for Alex's dad, Furman, uh, that uh, that you would just help them be able to get into a a good nursing home where they are, and uh, that uh, Alex has asked that he would be able to uh, that you would allow him to survive up into the rapture. We also lift up uh, Hector, Molina, and Hezekiah for their upcoming appointments in San Antonio. Lord, we we know that you know their specific need, and Father God, we just pray that you would answer their prayer as well. Father, we thank you again. And we ask you to bless all those on our list in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks. And then we're going to round out uh, our prayer list with some unspoken prayer requests. Now, the unspoken prayer requests, if you're not familiar with those are, they're just prayers that maybe you just don't have the right words to express the need, or maybe it's something deeply personal. But, uh, you know, the Lord knows exactly what it is, and um, it may not be for everybody to know. So uh, we want to lift up uh, Eduardo Rodriguez for his unspoken prayer request. We're lifting up Larissa for our, her unspoken prayer request. Hector, Mike Elizalde, uh, Manuel, Angela, and, of course, myself for some specific health needs. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers, even though we don't have the words to utter them. Father, we just ask you just to... Uh, just touch each one on our unspoken prayer list, on our entire prayer list, Lord. 
We pray that you would answer each prayer, uh, not according to what we want specifically, Lord, but according to what our need is. And Father, we just ask that it would all be according to your perfect will for us and for our lives. And then, Lord, that you would ultimately receive all of the honor, the glory uh, that you truly deserve. And we will thank you, and we ask you to bless our uh, Bible study tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, uh, that'll do it for our prayer list. Now, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, or if I uh, didn't get to one that you may have sent, uh, please uh, feel free to email me at info at com, or you can go to our website, com, and you can reach out through the uh, web form as well. If you are logged into Spreaker and you have a, or you have an active Spreaker account and you want to uh, jump on into the chat room, that would be great. We'd love to see you there. And if you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can always put them in the uh, chat room and we will get them onto our prayer list. All right. Uh, we already talked about our missionary of the month uh, on Sunday, the Pizzo family serving in Israel. We don't have any listener questions today, no birthdays to mention. So that means that we're going to take a short break here, and it'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a bottle of water, and when we come back, we'll be getting into today's Bible study in Revelation chapter 5. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be right back.
Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus, I will only sing your praise. Jesus, my Jesus, for your glory, for your name. Jesus, my Jesus, I will only sing your praise. This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book.
Hey, folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Ruscello, and uh, as you know, when we hear that, that means it's time to open up our Bibles and get down to business studying the Word of God. All right, episode number 79, and we are underway. Revelation chapter 5. The book of Revelation chapter 5. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to, to look thereon. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the reading and preaching and teaching of your holy word. And Lord, we ask you to bless this time of our study. Father, we ask you to open up our hearts, open up our minds. Let us see what you have in this wonderful chapter for us tonight. And we will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now, this book, whatever this book is, has been a source of a lot of speculation by Bible commentators over the years. You know, the fact of the matter is, it's probably impossible to really identify the book. But, uh, you know, whatever this book is that's being discussed. But I'm going to give you three possibilities, three possibilities on what this book is. The first possibility is that it's the book of Revelation. The book that's being discussed in chapter 5 is the book of Revelation. Now, I'm not saying that as, uh, as other than a possibility, okay? It's a possibility. All right, now, interestingly, Revelation has 22 chapters. Now, if you took the book and put a seal behind every third chapter then that would come out to seven seals. And it ends on 21 chapters, and Revelation has 22 chapters. But I want you to notice the verse again. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. So if you have a seal behind every three chapters, and then you, you had something written on the backside of it, 22 chapters. 22 chapters. I mean, I'm just speculating. That's all I'm doing. I'm just speculating. All right? Now, so it might be the book of Revelation. Now, interestingly, the next two chapters of Revelation that we're going to be coming to deal with the seven seals. All right? Now, on the other side of the coin, the book might be the entire Bible. It could be the entire Bible. Now, the older King James Bibles have an interesting little thing about them that no one has ever really been able to explain why. Now, a King James Bible, like the one that I have in front of me, has seven seals on it. Interesting, right? It's got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six around the edge, and then seven around the edge. Isn't that interesting? No one knows why that is, but that's the way it is. It's kind of a fascinating thing. So it could be the entire Bible. Now, on the other hand, 
some folks think that it could be the book of Daniel, because Daniel, in, uh, in chapter 12, Daniel's told to seal up these things until the end time and then unseal them. So what we're reading is, in effect, um, you, you, know, you, you, could, you could kind of combine Daniel and Revelation and say, you know, Revelation is the extension of Daniel. Um, in other words, you know, Revelation is the things that Daniel was given insight to but told to seal up until the end time. And then John comes along, and John is given the opportunity to unseal them uh, um, or, you know, open them up. Now, of course, it's, you know, it, you know, the individual that's really qualified to open the book is the Lord Jesus Christ. So the idea of the thing is that nobody is worthy to open the book. And when it says worthy to open the book, it undoubtedly is dealing with understanding of the book. You know, no one is going to get a grip on it short of Jesus Christ showing you what it is. Now that thing becomes clear as we read on. Verse 5. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. All right, so who's worthy to open the book? Jesus Christ. Some, uh, so some cross-references. That'll help you understand the thing. Let's go over to Luke chapter 24 for a moment. Luke chapter 24. All right, now this is, of course, after the resurrection. This is on the road to Emmaus. And in uh, Luke chapter 24 and verse 45. Luke 24, verse 45. You know what? Let's back up to verse 44. I want you to see this. Verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Now, it's important to know that. You ought to make note of that thing. You're going to use that sooner or later because someone somewhere down the road is going to ask you if you believe in the Apocrypha. And the Apocrypha are, are, are those mythical books that allegedly belong between Malachi and Matthew. The Apocrypha is that set of books that Rome embraces. And, they, and you know, it's, the interesting thing is they have one obscure verse in the entire Apocrypha that they build their whole doctrine of purgatory on. All right, so sooner or later, someone's going to ask you if you believe in the Apocrypha, and here's one of the many answers that you can give. Jesus Christ only believed in the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. He didn't say anything about the Apocrypha. And interestingly, in the New Testament, the New Testament never quotes the Apocrypha, not one time. It only quotes the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. That's all it ever quotes. All right, now verse 45 is what we're going to look at. Luke 24, verse 45. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. So who opens your understanding? Jesus Christ does. Now he uses the person of the Holy Spirit, but they're one and the same. It's a trinity. Amen? So Jesus Christ opens up your understanding of the Scripture. 
Now, I know that because so many people that I deal, I have dealt with over the years, you know, and you, you, know, you can take an individual that's highly intelligent and in the most simplistic way explain the scripture to them, and unless God opens it up, they don't get it. They don't get it. No wonder the Lord said, this kind cometh by, but by much fasting and prayer. You know, it seems like uh, some folks, you just have to kind of pray them to enlightenment. You know, you have to pray them to understanding so that they can get the thing. Look over in Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 and verse 14. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. So who did the opening? The Lord did. The Lord did. Now it's the perpetual question of how much the heart has to be willing and how much the Lord has to open. You know, where do the twain meet? Obviously, there has to be a willingness on the part of the receiver, and then God will do the opening. As in the case Cornelius. Do you remember Cornelius? Cornelius was searching, uh, so the Lord sent him an answer by the hand of Peter. But still in all, the thing comes from the Lord. Now, as people close their mind to the book, criticize the book, reject the book, it's like like someone said, light rejected becomes lightning. And so it does. So it does. Light rejected becomes lightning. It's amazing it really is. It's amazing how so many Bible scholars that have uh, essentially rejected any final authority, how ignorant they become of the most simple things in the Word of God. The more we open our hearts, the more we open our minds to the idea that this is the infallible, authoritative Word of God, every word in it is from God. We don't have to change it. We don't have to fix it. We don't have to correct it. We just have to believe it. Man, it's, an, it's amazing. It's amazing what God will open up to you. I mean, he'll show you some stuff. Amen? And he, can, and he does. He continues. Every time you go through it, he shows you some stuff. You know what? Let me give, let me give you an example. I was watching something on, on, on TV uh, a few days ago, and uh, it was on trees. And I had remembered that a, a few years back, I had brought a message on trees in the Bible to my church back in New York. And uh, I, re- I remember it, and I'm, I'm watching this thing on TV. And uh, you know, about a week after I, I taught that, I, I brought that message. I was asked to teach an adult Sunday school at a pastor friends of my, a fat pastor friend of mine's church, and I just thought, you know what? I'll I'll just do the same message. So I just basically ran this one out again, and uh, I was reading the same verses that I had read to my church back home, and the Lord gave me something new with it. I want you to look over with me in Psalm seventy four for a minute. Psalm seventy four. Now the Lord shows you stuff if you just believe the book. And I'm really glad that I saw that on, on, on TV uh, about the trees because it reminded me of this story. So, uh, you know, Psalm 74. Just believe the book, folks. Just believe the book. Psalm 74. I want you to look at verse 5. Verse 5, Psalm 74. A man was famous 
according as he had lifted up axes upon the thick trees. But now they break down the carved work thereof at once with axes and hammers. They have cast fire into thy sanctuary, etc., etc., etc. All right. Now, what we're seeing here is someone is working with wood, cutting down trees. And someone's getting angry and destroying the work. That's what's going on in the passage. All right. Now, I want you to see something here. All right. Obviously, God is endorsing the man that's cutting down the trees. Do you know what I saw new that I hadn't seen before? He lifted up axes upon the thick trees. That's old growth trees. The thick tree. Isn't that something? You might be thinking to yourself, well, why? (laughs) Well, you hear environmental groups say all the time, you have to save the old growth. But you see, God says to cut them down. Isn't it amazing what a Bible will clear up? And this TV show that I was watching reminded me of all this because you know what they've discovered? They've discovered that an old-growth forest is counterproductive in its oxygen-carbon dioxide ratio. It's a fact. An old-growth forest is consuming more oxygen than it's releasing. Why? Well, because of all the decay. That's why. A new growth forest is the only one that has an oxygen-carbon dioxide plus ratio. It's fascinating, isn't it? God had that thing figured out a long time ago. He said, you take the axe and you cut down the thick tree. That's a great book, isn't it? It's a great book. Thank the Lord for the book. All right, now let's go back to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. Now, Uh, You know, the next time I read that verse, I'm sure something else will pop out of it. It's just an amazing book. It's an amazing book. So uh, in verse 5, Revelation chapter 5, so uh, one of the elders says, Weep not, verse 5, Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Now, of course, that's Jesus Christ. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne... And of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb. Now I want you to notice that lamb is capitalized. As it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. Now we've identified the seven spirits of God. Remember Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 3? They identify the seven spirits of God. And that was uh, last week's Bible study. If you missed it, you should go back and check it out. Uh, So we've already studied those. Now, Jesus Christ is called many things. He's called a lion. He's called the lamb. He's called all kinds of things. And if you're ever interested in a really good study, a great study, you study the names of Jesus Christ. So in this particular occasion, he's characterized as a lamb. Well, why is that? Because the focus of attention is upon his sacrifice stood a lamb as it had been slain. All right, now, whether that means a literal lamb with its throat slit, or that's Jesus Christ bearing the marks in his hands and his feet and in his side, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I do know this. In his resurrected body, he bore the marks. 
I mean, didn't he invite Thomas to thrust in his hand and check it out? So that leads me to the conclusion, and it's really kind of a profound conclusion when you stop and think about it. There's only one imperfect body in heaven. For all of eternity, Jesus Christ. So about four trillion years from now, you know, things are going really good. You know, no bill collectors, no problems, no sorrow. Everything's going great for you. And you have the tendency to forget. Well, he'll still be bearing the marks. Only one imperfect body in heaven, Jesus Christ. And don't misunderstand. When I say imperfect, I don't mean sinful. I just mean blemishes. I just mean the blemishes. You know, there he is. It's interesting to look at. It's interesting to look at. All right, verse 7. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Who does? The Lamb. The Lamb's the one that gives understanding. The Lamb of God is the one who'll give you insight into the book. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Now, I don't know if everyone is going to be accommodated with a harp in heaven or if if this is just the 24 elders that have a harp. But someone has a harp. That's why tradition's got the idea that, you know, every angel is floating around with a harp. But these aren't even angels. These are 24 elders. They're not even angels. So do you see how tradition can mess things up? You can probably learn more about that if you did a really intensive study on harps and instruments in your Bible, by the way. We don't have time for that particular study today, but it's something you should look at. And golden vials full of odors. Now, what's a vial? Well, a vial is a container, and it's full of odors. And the odors are defined right here in the chapter, which are the prayers of the saints. All right, now, the parallel is really simple. In the Old Testament setup, one of the particular altars in the tabernacle and then later on in the temple was the altar of incense. And Moses was instructed by God to mix a certain apothecary. And the apothecary uh, was certain ingredients and elements that were unknown to anyone except Moses and the high priesthood. In fact, he didn't even write them down in the Word of God. So we don't know what they were today. But they were called to be a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. All right, now Ephesians chapter 5 says, you are a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. And I think it's in verse 2, if I'm not mistaken. And that means that as a child of God, You're a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. It's kind of a nice thing to think about, amen? As far as God's concerned, you don't stink, right? Praise the Lord. But the analogy here is being drawn to prayer, and the odors come from a sacrificial system. The sacrifices of the Old Testament are said to be a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. And and, And what the Holy Spirit does is... Uh, here he links up prayers with sacrifices. That's the, link, that's the link he makes. All right, now, the fact of the matter is prayer is, is a bit of a sacrifice, isn't it? 
I mean, real intensive prayer is probably the hardest thing that a New Testament Christian has to do. All right, so you're faced with that, that awesome responsibility and that awesome opportunity to pray. And the interesting thing of it is, is God is collecting the prayers of the saints. Think about that. God's collecting the prayers of the saints. Which then leads to question from, you know, from an inspirational standpoint, how big is your container? For there are containers of, called vials in heaven, and the Lord is storing up your prayers. So how big is your container? Maybe it's a little one. Maybe it's a big one. I guess we'll find out. All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break of the evening tonight, and when we come back, we'll pick it up in Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 9. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. If you are on a uh, podcasting platform that can give a five-star review like Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, and Spotify, why don't you hit that five-star review for us? We would appreciate it. All right, we will be right back after this. Don't you go away. I could tell of a story where thousands were fed when he lifted the sick, when he raised up the dead. I could sing of the others Blind the blind made to see. Oh, but I'd rather tell you what's happened to me. I'm saved to the uttermost. I know that I am washed in the blood of the precious Lamb. Through the Father, through the Son, through the whole. I'm saved to the uttermost. You must be forgiven to make heaven your home. The good life you're living won't do it alone. So trust in the Savior, He'll save you today. And with blessed assurance, you too can say, I'm saved to the uttermost, I know that I am. Washed in the blood of the precious Lamb, through the Father, through the Son, through the Holy Ghost, I'm saved. To the uttermost Life now is sweet And my joy is complete For I'm saved I'm saved to the uttermost I know that I am Washed in the blood Of the precious Lamb Through the Father, through the Son, through the Holy Ghost, I'm saved. 
a great one folks there is a river of gladness that pours from Emmanuel's veins the sinner was plunged beneath the flood and God said Amen. since then I walk in forgiveness praise the Lord and all of my guilt was erased the chains of the past are broken at last i got saved oh i got saved i'm undone by the mercy of jesus i'm undone by the goodness of the lord I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I got Jesus. How could I want more? I received nothing but goodness. I've tested and tasted your grace. I was so lost till I fell at the cross and got saved. Oh, I got saved, I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus, I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord, I'm restored and made right, He got a hold of my life, I got Jesus, how could I want more? The love of God gave me His pardon, the love of God won't let me stay the same. The love of God holds me up higher. His will is stronger. That's why I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I got Jesus. How could I want more? I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I got Jesus. How could I want more? I got Jesus. How could I want more? Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello. We are working our way through Revelation chapter number five, and uh, we were just talking about something really very interesting, that the Lord is storing up your prayers in containers called vials. And not only that, but... God views them as a sweet-smelling savor. How about that? Isn't that amazing? What an amazing God that we have. But he's storing up your prayers. And the, and the inspirational question we brought about was, how big is your container? Is it a little one? A tiny one? Or is it a big one? All right, Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. And they, sang, and they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book 
and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and nation and people. So they're really having a big blowout here in heaven at this point. Amen. And the elders and the angels and the four beasts are all singing in verse 9 a new song. And this new song says, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Now it's interesting to notice the song they sing in heaven has to do with the blood. So I guess that means that a lot of the Presbyterians and Methodists today and Campbellites and you know other folk, if they get to heaven, are going to have a problem with that particular song. Well, why is that, preacher? Well, because they don't believe in the blood. Amen? Alexander Campbell will be up there and, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the water in the baptistry. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's going to be there. But if he was, you see see what I'm talking about? That's not a permissible song. (laughs) Not even the water in the Jordan River. You know, what they sing about is the blood. That's why any group that starts taking the blood out of their hymnal, they're not very heavenly minded. That's what the Methodist Church did a few years ago. They took all the hymns that deal with the blood out of their hymnals. And then they say that, that we, you know, Bible believers, you know, uh, are a bloody slaughterhouse religious bunch. Well, we're just trying to imitate heaven. Amen? That's all we're trying to do is imitate heaven. Now, it's interesting that God has redeemed to himself by the blood of the Lamb folks out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Heaven is going to be quite an amalgamation of people. Now, when he says every, I assume he means every. There's somebody saved everywhere. And it's kind of a blessing to know that. Amen? All right, and what has he done? And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. All right, now... You are in Jesus Christ. If you're saved, if you are born again by the blood, you are in Jesus Christ. He is in you. He is a king. He is a priest. So consequently, by his authority, you are a king and a priest. Therefore, you will reign on the earth as a king and a priest. Now, we can see that personified in the person of Christ. You know, he came as a prophet. Uh, He presently, in his absence, occupies the office of a priest. He's coming again as a king. But to get a little better picture of that, there's only one man in the Bible, only one man in the Bible who's really a priest and a king at the same time. Only one. Do you know who it was? Now, someone might say, well, Melchizedek was. He was a king and a priest. Um, He's kind of a mysterious personality. Yeah. Other than Melchizedek, though, other than Melchizedek, a prominent figure in your Bible, 
who was a priest and a king at the same time? David. David. You chase down David, he's a priest and he's a king. And we don't have time to run down all the references, but you can find them. You'll find them. David's a priest and he's a king. Hence, Jesus came and was called the son of David, right? Don't you remember the blind man? Thou son of David, have mercy on me. The blind man had it right. All right, so David is a priest and he's a king. So if you want to know a little bit about what you're going to be doing in the future, you need to study David. Make sense? Sure, yeah, study David. If you want to know a little bit more about what you're going to be doing, study what David had to say in a future context, in the Psalms in particular. All right, verse 11. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. Well, you see, I mean, really, who knows... Who knows how many that is? Because of that last little phrase, thousands of thousands, that kind of takes it beyond the realm of calculation. I mean, that's a heap, a gob, and a bunch. It probably well exceeds the national debt, you know, right there. And so this is, this is a phenomenal number round about the throne. Verse 12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Now, in verse 9, they're singing a new song saying, uh, they, they sung a new song saying, and, and then in, in verse 12, saying with a loud voice. All right, so do you understand? So they're singing a new song saying, they sung a new song saying, and then in verse 12, they're saying with a loud voice. So in your Bible, in your Bible, saying is synonymous with singing. Or maybe I should reverse that and say singing is synonymous with saying. So what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is a song worth singing is saying something. It's making a statement. That's why the songs that we sing in our church make a statement. That's why the songs that I play on the podcast make a statement. The songs we sing and the songs that we play are jam-packed with doctrine. Jam-packed with doctrine. The songs that they sing in the, you know, the modern neo-type churches, you know, Hillsong and, and, that's, and that junk, have no doctrine in them at all. And what do they do? They take one little phrase and they keep saying it over and over and over again. They're not saying anything. A song worth singing is saying something. So saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. That's a lot of things. He's worthy to receive all of those things. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Verse 13. Well, there are some creatures under the earth. Now, if that's talking about folks down in hell or, you know, uh, earthworms and moles and, you know, that kind of stuff, I don't know. I'm not sure. But there are some under the earth and such as are in the sea. 
So in other words, everything in the animal kingdom and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Well, that really ought not to be all that surprising to us, you know, that one day every creature ever ever made a God is going to cry out, worthy is the Lamb. Because you can find Bible references where the trees are going to do it. You can find references where the rocks are going to do it. Amen? Now you might be sitting there saying, where? Well, I can't tell you everything, can I? You have to search the Scripture on your own a little bit. But it's there. It's kind of an amazing thing that an animal has the capacity to open his mouth and praise God. But then again, uh, Balaam's ass opened his mouth and spoke as motivated by the angel, didn't he? You know, I heard a message some years ago, and it's, it stuck with me all these years. It was about strange creatures God used. And the preacher talked about Balaam's ass and Peter's rooster, and he went on down the list, you know, Jonah's whale, things like that. And how God took things out of the animal kingdom to make a statement. All right, so verse 14. And the four beasts said, Amen. See? The four beasts. Saying, Amen, also is a good biblical principle. So in other words, they're just adding their two cents, saying, that is good. We like that. Yeah. Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. So they're worshipping him forever and ever. That's a good thing to do. All right, now, I mean, that's kind of, but it's always difficult, you know, it's always difficult to, to teach a book like Revelation, because honestly, you could spend weeks in chapter five alone. I mean, you really could. And if, if we really, really wanted to tear it apart, you know, dissect it and analyze every word, I guarantee you it wouldn't be dull. It really would be very interesting. You know, when you're putting these things together, sometimes you have to try and figure out where you're gonna, what you're going to do. And so basically what I'm doing here is I'm giving you highlights. You know, and then once you get the highlights down, you know, the basic schematic of the thing, the basic scheme of things, then you, you, know, you kind of, and you back on your own. You can, you can go back. You can fill in all the cracks and then tear it apart word by word. It really is an exciting way to study your Bible. It really is. And you'll always find something new. You'll always find something that you didn't see before. If you stay faithful and you study it and you stick with it, you work through the dry spells. But first, you have to get the general scheme of things. All right, folks, that will do it for Revelation chapter number five. Man, I hope you guys got a blessing out of this. I know I sure did. Got a little excited there a little bit toward the end. But you know what? That's what the Word of God does to you. That's what the Word of God does. You got to live in the book, folks. You got to get in the book. You got to stay in the book. God gave us the book for a reason. So stick with it, pray over it, read the chapters. Now, for next Thursday night, why don't you guys get into Revelation chapter 6? 
which is going to be great because the next couple of chapters, we're going to be getting into the seven seals and things are going to start to really pick up. All right, folks, it's about that time for us to say goodbye. Thanks for tuning in tonight, folks. We really do appreciate you spending your time with us. Head on over to sortofthespiritpodcast.com. Send us over a message to the web forum. If you can, check out that support this podcast button. And uh, folks, it's so important today. We have to win the lost, no matter the cost. Lord willing, I'll see you Thursday. God bless you. Take You've care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.